I remember when I was in high school going to take my entrance exam for college. Got up on a Saturday and went over to the high school and took my ACT, I believe it was. And I remember walking out of there thinking, well, okay, if that decides whether or not I'm going to go to college, I probably better come up with plan B because I did not feel good after walking out of that test. So I can relate to anybody who struggles with taking tests and feels that the tests don't really show their true ability. Today's episode is all about how you can and prepare for your entrance exam and what you can do to feel more confident than I did walking into that test. And in the case of having a disability, how you can arrange accommodations. Welcome to College Disabilities and Success, Episode 21, Coping with Entrance Exams by Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, your physician, or legal services for any additional information. When I was an adjunct professor at college, I taught developmental education, reading, and writing. The students that were in my classes were students who did not score well enough on their entrance exams to take college-level courses. The purpose of the developmental classes that I was teaching was to bring students' skills up to college-level performance. And I remember that most semesters, I would have one or two students who just seemed oddly placed in the class. They really didn't need to be there. They were moving through the assignments quickly, didn't have to give it a second thought, and clearly knew the information. So why? What happened? Well, I kind of inquired in a few of the ca- in a few of those cases and discovered that I had students in class who brushed off their entrance exams. Eh, it's just another test. Let's just go in and do it and be done with it, and so be it. And that can be a problem. So if you or your teen has a tendency to just disregard any kind of concern for a test, to not not worry about it, entrance exams are not the time to do that. But on the other side of that coin, they're also not the time to get so worked up over a test that you completely fall apart because you've talked yourself into an absolute panic. You can purchase review materials online or at a bookstore, and you can also talk to the advisors at the college and see if the college has review material that you can use. And I think it's worth your time to go through the review material and see what is on the test and what kinds of questions they're going to expect you to answer. In my opinion, there's a fine line when you're planning and prepping for an entrance exam, somewhere between preparation, sufficient preparation, kind of a three bears syndrome, the papa bear, the mama bear, and the baby bear, and you want the baby bears version where everything is prepared just right. You want to not go overboard with preparation and make yourself sick with worrying, but also not walk in cold with absolutely no preparation. See, here's the thing. If you over-prepare and really don't know the information and you score better than you expected, you may get into college classes and really struggle. On the other hand, if you don't even prepare at all, you might find yourself not being allowed to sign up for college-level classes until you do the remedial work required. The scores that you get on the entrance exam have a direct link to the courses that you are ultimately allowed to register for. 
So you may find yourself in a situation where you're not able to get into the classes and start college-level work as soon as you thought you were going to. My first recommendation to you with regards to entrance exams is to go to the website for the college of your choice and look up the information that they provided on entrance exams. They will tell you on that website what the scores are that you need to have on the ACT or the SAT and what the cutoff points are and what kind of developmental classes you have to take if your scores are too low. They'll tell you how to forward your information to the college and make sure the scores get to the college of your choice. And they'll just give you general information about the entrance exams. They may have materials there to use as review for the entrance exams. It just depends. Every college sets that information up differently, so you have to go on their website and find out what they offer you might find out you are exempt from taking an entrance exam. If you're in Florida, because of the way the system is built with the ACT and the SAT scores being tied to high school graduation, many students get into the college and they are exempt from taking any additional entrance testing. So you need to look at what you're required for your high school and what is required at the college and figure out the best plan for you to take those tests. Now, I had many, 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 many students come to me with scores from their high school, ACT and SAT, that were not sufficient. I asked them about that, and they told me they didn't get accommodations. Now, the problem is they probably didn't follow up and seek them out, but if you have a disability or if your child has a disability, that person needs to investigate the accommodations that are available for taking those entrance exams. That's just very important. And a lot of students, in my experience, have taken those tests without accommodations. Now, one of the nice things about the ACT and the SAT is that you can take them several times and your best scores are the ones that are accepted. The general rule of thumb is probably three is sufficient. Once you start taking it more than three times, three attempts, you're probably going to have the same kind of results. You're not going to see a lot of difference in your results at that point. So if you can retake the test prior to getting to the college, by all means, do it because your highest score is what's going to be accepted. If you're taking these tests in high school, you're probably going to take the PSAT or pre-ACT, preliminary ACT test, in the 10th or 11th grade. And then you take the actual SAT or ACT in the 11th or 12th grade. So the PSAT is going to give you some insight into what you can expect when you take the SAT. Some colleges require ACT or SAT scores for entrance. If you're looking at a junior college or a community college, you can probably get admitted to the college without an entrance exam, but you will likely be required to take the community college's entrance exam option. So even if you don't have an ACT or an SAT score, you never planned on going to college, but you decided at the last minute, hey, this is a good idea. I think I'm going to give this a try. But hey, I didn't take the entrance exams. I guess I can't do it. Well, if you go and talk to the disability services early enough, they can make arrangements for accommodations on the entrance exam that you're taking at the college. 
please make sure that you allow yourself enough time because this is a time-sensitive situation. When you're registering for classes, you don't get that clearance to register for classes until you've been accepted into the college and until your entrance exam scores are entered in to the system. Because, and this is very important, those entrance exam scores determine which courses you can take at the college level. Whether or not you have to go into some sort of developmental or remedial course, or whether you can go straight into college level courses, or maybe you only have to do a remedial course in one subject, but not all three. So you might be able to go into college level reading and language arts, but not necessarily math. It just depends. Once you sit down and you've got your test scores done and you're ready to go, you'll talk to an advisor and you'll get some help and some guidance into what you can register for. So all of these things have to be done before you can begin to register for your classes. My point being, allow yourself enough time in those summer months before school starts to get your entrance exam ducks in a row with the community college or the junior college if that's the route you end up going. I hope you found today's podcast worthwhile. If you have any questions, you can always send me an email at mickeyteaches at gmail.com or go to my website, mickeyteaches.com, and get additional information on all the challenges that entrance exams can present. Have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the College of Your Choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, education, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.